All right, you wannabes, it's time to hang on to your knickers, pump up your platforms and fasten your seatbelts. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Pat Sellers. I'm Simon Blanford. And I'm Sean Kelly. And I'll tell you what we wish, what we really, really wish. (laughs) We wish it was the 90s. There's been a lot of requests in the slacks for us to maybe review some albums, talk about our favourite songs or artists from the 90s. And so instead, we watched Spice World. (laughs) Uh, How'd you find it, Sean? I had a great time. I was um, smiling my way through it. Obviously, there's some parts that are a little bit cringy, but I sort of expected that, so I was okay with it. Kind of reminded me of watching the 60s Batman show, you know, like I'm not expecting a Nolan trilogy, um, but yeah, I had fun with it. Uh, we'll, we'll actually start with that. We'll, um, how many did Pat, did you watch Spice World when it first came out? I don't think so. Like, I was trying to think, like, I, I obviously knew of it and I was like, must have seen it, but watching it this time. I think the only thing that rang a bell was the boat scene, which was probably just in the trailer. Mm. Yeah, so obviously you can't reflect on um, when you watched it in the 90s, but what do you, what do you think this time around on your, uh, your first watch, I guess? Uh, just an amazing piece of uh, cinema, <laughs> really. Um, I just really like it when uh, you know, they, they go to make a, a movie about a subject like this and say yes to every single script that comes in and just mash them all together into one movie. We've got 30 <laughs> different competing plots. I think it's just, yeah, a real work of art. Holds up. The um, Normally we would maybe do a brief description of the plot, but I barely can remember what the movie was about. Uh, I watched it a couple of weeks ago, but still I, <laughs> I struggled. Si, did you watch it? Did you watch it in the nineties? I had a feeling before I watched it recently that I had watched it. I sort of couldn't remember really what happened or whether I dipped in and out of it when I watched it. And now I realise I may have actually watched it all, but just didn't thought I was dipping in and out because of all the aforementioned uh, plot lines. Um, going on so I don't know but I think I had watched it before and this time this time it was definitely a movie uh, Mm. made in the 1900s Sean it was a a movie (laughs) Scorsese would say this is cinema you you pushed us to watch this, Sean. Um, mm. So I, I assume you watched it with your wife. Yep, yep, yep. She's a big fan. Uh, fun fact: Shah's seen the Spice Girls. Well, four of really? them. Really? Yeah. Victoria's not so keen on it anymore, but yeah, she got four out of five. Oh, they um, do a comeback without the full squad. Yeah, Victoria Beckham's uh, too good for it. I guess I don't know. I don't know why she didn't do it. Um, too much keeping an eye on David, I guess. <laughs> Who was doing all the pointing then? 
Because that's basically all she did and throughout this entire film. Anytime she was dancing was just point. What she added a lot of other things to this film, which I think we'll cover later. But boy, um, could she point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, so I definitely did watch this in the 90s and... I don't remember it greatly, but I do remember being um, quite a Spice Girls fan. Um, and I remember after watching it and talking to someone about it, only at that point realizing that the storyline or part, the, one of the plot points of how the five Spice Girls um, formed uh, themselves as a group and sung their first hit song to a cafe shop owner was fabricated and that they were um, the winners of thousands of auditions. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Much like the, uh, the New Zealand band, what were they called? Those, True Bliss. Uh, <laughs> True True Bliss. Oh. I don't know about Charlotte, but I saw True Bliss. <laughs> were they in the 90s? Do I there? Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed this. I know it's silly, yeah, but, you know, like, well, I don't know what you, what anyone expects from uh, the Spice Girls in terms of acting, but I really had fun with all the cameos. I'm very glad I, I watched it because it was, it was an experience, so I'm very glad I watched it. <laughs> I remember, uh, I, I think I was a big Spice Girls fan, but I don't know why or how, because I never would have had an, like a tape or anything of them. I know, so George Bevan, my best friend growing up, still a very good friend of mine, um, his sister... He slipped down the order a little bit, did he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his sister, Sylvia was prime age for the Spice Girls at the at the time of this movie coming out or, or when the Spice Girls were popular. So I remember watching this on VHS upstairs at his house. Uh, also remember watching the Spice Girls uh, live. I think they were, did, a, did one of their songs, Nude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, all I can remember from the first time i watched it was that bus basically um and how cool the bus was well how th- how i thought the bus was cool oh and the aliens oh, and the aliens they oh, haunted yeah, my dreams yes. oh yeah, i definitely I didn't see that coming, first time. that was great um and this time that? this time i had lots of questions like is this a b movie uh i i think they were taking the piss but i don't think they were at the same time um and I just, yeah, the, the plethora of um, stars that were on it, I really enjoyed just them popping up left, right, and centre. And they're clearly taking the piss. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if one was. I don't th- the actor? One of the Name? Uh, cameos. Well, <laughs> Meatloaf. Meatloaf was, I thought he was taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, that's fair. I thought he did good, though. Oh, great job. Den- great Dennis, job. the bus driver. <laughs> what? So he's in something else, isn't he? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, that's right. Pretty big. Right, um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I can't remember the character he plays, but that, that character was performed by one Mikey Havoc in the New Zealand production of Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's pretty much <laughs> 
is a name from the 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, so we are going to go through some of our favourite scenes, uh, some quotes. We'll do a all-favourite character draft, and uh, we might look to recast some of the, uh, the characters from the Spice World movie. Uh, any other things that people want to talk about before we get into our favourite scenes? Uh, let's get into it. I'm really excited yeah, I don't think so. to delve into this a bit more. All right, we'll start okay. with we'll start with Pat, who uh, who didn't whose whose notes have been uh, eaten by your cat. What, what happened to your notes? Oh my cat! No, you can't leave uh, bits of paper around when you've got a toddler in the house. And, uh, oh, sorry. We had a couple of misfires on uh, doing this podcast, so I had them sitting around for far too long. I got left with one bit of paper instead of three or four. Um, what are we doing? Best scenes here? Yeah, your favourite scene. Uh, rather than just, just a specific scene, I think just the first time when you uh, see the interior of the bus um, <laughs> and you realise that they Harry Potter'd the shit out of the bus. Uh, <laughs> seems to be about the size of a full two to three bedroom house, but it's still driving along the road. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> I was confused as to how you, uh, what what you were meaning by Harry Potter the uh, the shit out of the bus. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the spell, but uh, you know the the tents at the World Cup, whatever the hell they are doing. Um, well, any time they're in a tent in Harry Potter, basically that is what they did to that bus. They uh, were driving around normal streets in a double decker bus, but had I don't know what would you call it a gymnasium in there. It's interesting you say that, Pat, because in my notes, I've got, I feel like Pat would be a big fan of the bus scenes. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, I thought the, the Harry Potter bus was excellent. It's like absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, but who cares? I mean, I also quite enjoy when, um, at, towards the end, where the screenwriters running through the chase scene. And the producer makes a point that a bus jumping the bridge would be really expensive. So they actually just use a model car for the movie. <laughs> a model bus. Yeah, that's good. Very meta. Um, Sean, you may as well go on and get your, your favourite thing. Yeah. Um, so I, a couple of honourable mentions here. Um, sorry to drag out my section here. but I hope you don't take my scene. Oh, maybe we can come back to the honourable yeah, mentions. One, That's I've fair. got one scene, so here's hoping it's um, <laughs> going to Okay. Uh, or should I go last then? Yeah, all right. Simon, you go next, then I'll go. Uh, it had to be, for me, the alien scene. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Meatloaf. That's insane. Barbara. Is it Barbara? Is that her name? Barbara? <laughs> Meatloaf and Barbara in fine form, all the girls wading out into the forest, and then the alien scene, just outstanding. Got a few notes on that one. The fact that they actually, un we have subtitles to, to understand this alien language, but <laughs> girls don't have subtitles, yet they can understand that the aliens are asking them for tickets, 
they can understand they're asking them for an autograph. So I just thought that scene had it all. Wonderful makeup on the aliens, just a wonderful scene all around. Yeah, that was um that was definitely my favourite scene. Probably because I remembered it from when I first like that was the things that stuck in my memory. Um I, I, I did I think it was at the start of the scene where Meatloaf said which was part of the scene, one of my favourite quotes. I, I love these girls. I'd do anything for them, but I won't do that. It's definitely in my oh, quotes I, list. Ironically, <laughs> I'd do anything for love was stuck in my head for two days and not a Spice Girl song. I may, to, be, to be fair, that was my second of three viewings to get through this movie. Not because it was hard to watch this movie, but because it's hard to watch a movie with a newborn. Mm. I just find it hard to watch a movie. Um, and I, I'm i a big Meatloaf fan. Simon can attest to that. Um, Better Hell, Dead Ringer, some of my favourites. Um, yeah, so that was my favourite scene as well. I, I, did, I didn't mind the little scene in the uh, that you referred to earlier where they're in the um, cafe and they mm-hmm. to uh, the cafe owner. And that's how, you know, that's their origin story, I guess. Uh, I didn't mind that with their best their best friend there as well. Obviously, obviously, she can't sing or point because she didn't get in the band. <laughs> what was going on with that? I was so confused eh, about their friends. That was so weird. Mm. One friend, yeah, one friend, one heavily pregnant friend that they should never have taken clubbing. Was she also pregnant? <laughs> in that, in that <laughs> I, I didn't notice. Why on earth was she in that club? Eh? <laughs> also, on that note, that woman, that the the uh, the friend was a week Jew, like right at the start of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's you see, I'm a week late. I have to start. You have to start charging at rent. And like at the end of the movie, she's clubbing with them. So how far is she overdue? First of all, and, and she's that overdue and clubbing. Uh, apparently, clubbing is like uh, eating a curry when you're pregnant. Um, makes oh, really. <laughs> I also just thought in that scene, um, how nice of them to take their friend out clubbing because they're worried about her and, and not hanging out with her. But then they all just leave her to watch them dance. Yeah. Right, you stay up here, pregnant friend. We're off for a boogie to our own music. They look up every now and then. Well, thank God, baby <laughs> saw her having contractions. The baby was on on the job straight away. Good on her. Sean? Right. Honourable mentions. The uh, James Bond-styled intro. um, And then cutting to the chief, um, who is petting a cat like a Bond villain, drinking a martini, and then says to um, the manager, No need to stir. That was very (laughs) nice. Big Doctor Evil vibes there. That's good stuff. Um, the part where um, one of the Mel's and Jerry have a bit of a bit of a dust up, and they, apparently their feud was real. Um, just not necessarily a scene, but just Mel sees England jersey that she wears around. Um, um, the, some of these are more quote related, so I'll save them for later. Um, I really love the chase scene. Um, with the with the guy uh, narrating it because it's, it's part of his story, the rocky music, the bridge jump, 
it's all really good. But my favourite scene would have to be uh, the dream sequence with Stephen Fry as the judge um, <laughs> when he condemns them for not releasing a good song. And then when he, get, when he throws the hammer down and boots them out, he says, now bring me Houty and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when they're in the mansion, all sleeping? I don't know. That, I don't know. There's dream sequences about bad things that could happen or something. There's a few dream sequences. Um, they were sometimes you know what, hard to tell if they were a dream sequence or if it was just, we're just doing this in the movie now. What, like the Michael Barrymore dance instructor scene? That was ludicrous. <laughs> oh, the boot camp. That was my favourite. The boot camp, yeah, that was a good scene. Definitely locked up when that scene came on, when the uh, Michael Barrymore incident occurred, and it was three years after. So uh, I feel. Oh, I forgot about that. It was awesome. Oh, I forgot about the incident. But that, yeah, that Michael Barrymore scene's insane. I mean, there's a lot of insane scenes, though. But yeah, oh my God. Um, oh, and I really like the post credits with like all the actors complaining to the fake writer about their characters and Alan Cumming complaining about having to wear a fake chest hair piece. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got way better notes than me, Sean. Um, no, on that, that scene, Bob, at the start, mm. that was like, that was a former Bond, right? The, the yeah, Roger Moore. It's Roger Moore, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Um, all right. Quotes. And I think we'll leave Sean till last. He seems to have a lot. I don't have a lot. I've just got three or four. Uh, Pat, do you have a quote for us? Um... I'll just go with Clifford, played by Richard E. Grant, yelling at them, saying, my bum is on the line here. <laughs> Basically just always badgering them to get on schedule. I really, really enjoyed Richard, Richard E. Grant. Uh, no, so my, my favourite quote was, again, I'm, I'm leaning heavily into the alien scene. <laughs> Did you watch any of the when, movie? Uh, no, I did. I, I genuinely watched the whole movie. The space alien asks for an autograph. I think it's Sporty who says, and there are, are there, is that four Ks in that name? Uh, and then one of them corrects her. That was a great line. A yeah, great that was a good part. Um, I've got a couple, but I'll go for my... I did say my meatloaf one earlier, um, but my favourite, and I just think it's just probably ironic more than anything, was when Baby said, you know, I'm always going to be seen as, as Baby Spice, uh, even when I'm 30. <laughs> and I just said, I thought to myself, I hate to break it to Emma, but uh, you'll probably be still referred to that when you're 80. <laughs> uh, so that that is good stuff. That was good. I've got a couple others, but I'll, uh, I'll add them on if Sean doesn't say them. Uh, so, uh, my favorite Spice Girl related quote was when they're getting out of the water after the boat chase and Victoria says, this dress is dry clean only, Melanie. Quite enjoyed, quite enjoyed the sass. I quite, uh, yeah. Um, 
and then I've got only two others. Um, uh, well, because I've mentioned some, I really liked um, Call Houty and the Blowfish, which I've mentioned. <laughs> and I mentioned the Roger Moore stuff at the start, but back to the chief. When the rabbit of chaos, chaos is pursued by the ferret of disorder through the fields of anarchy, it is time to hang your pants on a hook of darkness, whether they're clean or not. <laughs> and then Did later... about a chicken as well? That's my next one. The headless chicken can only know where he's been. He can't see where he's going. <laughs> is that where he's stroking a pig? <laughs> yes. And the pig clearly wasn't supposed to start oinking, but he just, he just went through with the scene, <laughs> feeding it with a bottle. The ultimate professional. I really liked the, um, uh, the editor's right-hand man. I don't even know what his name was. When he, every time he's pitching a, one of the movies... Five girls, five lives, one story, as old as time itself, new as freshly cut grass. That's the guy from Cheers, eh? I don't know. That was one thing that was kind of surprising, because Norm from Cheers, he's not that far removed from the biggest comedy show of the late 80s, early 90s. And then he's doing Spice World. I was very surprised at how large a role he had in that film. Or a you know mm. a guy who was on top of his game, but he was still pretty famous. Mm. How the mighty fall. Mm. I mean, what? Um, and there's one from Clifford when he was getting real angry with the girls because they were out clubbing or not listening to him. Even if I round up four friends and dress up as Victoria, he's uh, th- threatening to. <laughs> <laughs> to, to take over their, uh, their set. Thought that was quite good. It's good that he had a head sign that he, uh, or shoes he was going to fill straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Himself as so um, we'll get into one of our famous character drafts, but before we do, um, are we going to include the Spice Girls in the character draft? I think, because if, if we're going to have to pick eight characters to do <laughs> a snake, then we probably need to include them. If they uh, you can do it. Just, just you know, it, bring up the cast sheet on uh, on. Google. I can run through. I, I'm happy to quickly run through um, some of the famous cameos for you guys to rejog your memory. Sure, sure. So, I don't uh, have many of them on my list, but yep. So Mark McKinney and George Went are the um, the screenwriter and producer. George um, Wentz Norm. Who the hell are they? George Went's Norm from Cheers. Yeah, oh, and, uh, now I know who you're talking about. And Mark McKinney's a comedian. He's definitely been in stuff. He's on um, that cloud nine. Or superstore. Yeah, you've got Deborah, the assistant. Um, Stephen Fry's judge, Michael Barrymore's dance instructor, Mr. Jules Holland, <laughs> Jules Holland and Jonathan Ross, uh, Richard O'Brien's um, evil photographer, Kevin McNally cameos as a policeman, Jennifer Saunders from Absolutely Fabulous at one of the um, one of the gigs or whatever they're at. Obviously, Roger oh, Moore is the chief. Uh, Alan Cumming as the um, Down on His Luck documentary director. 
Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about meatloaf. Um, <laughs> Hugh Laurie's role in one of those weird um, dream sequences um, as the moustache twirling bad guy um, trying to track down a murderer. Oh, and I forgot to speak about this. One of my other favourite scenes is um, when they're pitching their movies and they talk about Space Force 5 and Jerry is a master of disguise and goes into a telephone box and comes out as Bob Hoskins. Yeah, it's me. That was so good. Um, Dominic West is a photographer. Richard E. Grant's phenomenal performance as the manager. Bob Geldof as himself gets a bad haircut from Scary Spice and Elton John looking pretty uh, fed up with the Spice Girls right at the start. <laughs> um, wow, that's great, Bob. I've just got the, uh, the... I don't have any of their names pretty much. I've just got the what I've referred to them in my notes as. That's fine because I couldn't remember a lot of their names because they're so fleeting, some of these. But I've got Italian old mate. He obviously wasn't famous. Um, all right, I've got my name, my names here, so and I'm pulling. Are we doing the spy? We including the spy skills, right? Yeah. I've only got I've only got one that's going to make my top eight. On spy skill. All right, here we go. I mean, you've got number one pick, and Sean. That means he's yeah. picking last as well. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got second pick. <laughs> And seventh pick. I don't know how I'm going to fare with the seventh pick there. Sean, your third and fifth. Uh, sorry, third and sixth. And Pat, you are fourth and fifth. I think we've got the raw end of the stick there, Simon. But um, I'd like for you to kick us off, Simon. Well, I don't think I've got the raw end of the stick at all. Um. For me, this character is clearly the most valuable player, as it were, in the film. She's a crusader for women's rights. Before <laughs> it was popular. She, she's got a bit of oomph about her body-wise. You know, she's not a stick figure. She's a real... Um, she wears what she wants. She has got a bit of flesh on the bones, which, you know, becomes a huge issue uh, in the 2000s, of course. And she basically just wears undies for the whole movie. Outside, (laughs) inside, performing, in the bus, just wears undies the whole time. So I've got to give her credit for that. I'm talking, of course, uh, Ginger Spice, my number one pick. Mm. She does feel like the unofficial leader, even if sometimes the girls disagree with her. Ginger, no doubt about it for me. Great pick. She was on my list. Now, I really don't know whether to go a Spice Girl here or just take the person that should have been taken at number one. The person who clearly wins the movie. That knows. Clifford is easily the best character in this movie. If it is phenomenal. You know, IMDb gives us 3.5 out of 10 stars, and, and he is worth probably 2.5 of those stars. Um, it, it's overacting at its best. 
Um, his facial hair is fantastic. Uh, hard to go past Clifford in number two. You can tell that um, he's really having fun with it as well, like with the overact, and he's just fully embraced his role. Yeah, I've won that again. I've won this character draft already. I think it's Sean. Um, now, I think I'm going to have to go with a character who doesn't say a lot, but when she does, it's worth listening to. I think. Um, uh, sometimes she gets mine. Sometimes she gets a bit of a hard time from her um, fellow team members, um, but. I think she also carries a little bit of common sense when the rest of her team are getting a little bit silly. And um, I've, got a, I've got a lot of respect for her respect for high fashion. I'm taking posh. <laughs> yeah, that was who I was going to take. Yeah, you've, that's good. Yeah, great, great scene on the uh, Mr. Step, Michael Barrymore scene where they're, they're at kind of the boot camp and she just goes on the left and refuses to take part in any, in any of the activities, just constantly pulling her skirt down. It's great acting. It's good stuff. She's um, genuinely good, I thought. Um, I, I read where they're doing the military scene and she just like walks next to all the obstacles when they're all like, running through them and jumping into the water and she just walks alongside it in her home. Did I just not say that exact thing? Oh, is that Michael Barrymore doing that? What <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or am I crazy? Did I, did I... <laughs> no, that's exactly what you were talking about, Simon. <laughs> I thought Michael Barrymore. Michael Barrymore's Michael Barrymore's the, the Yeah, that's the the scene with him. He's the drill sergeant. Was my description that bad? <laughs> I thought that Michael. I, Barrymore I like the scene with dancing. Posh when she was dressed in the army outfit. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Pat, do not do not be repeating. The worst joke in film history, the deja vu joke, by the way. What was that? They did this weird joke, like the Rupert Murdoch alike guy. He said, I've got a case of deja vu, and then the guy said something, and then he, and he said, I've got a case of deja vu, and the guy said something, and it was just absolutely horrific. But anyway. <laughs> well, I had a case of deja vu... Um... Didn't obviously figure out what you're talking about there, Si. Um, Pat, you got Bang Bang here, back to back. I do, I do. Uh, with my first pick being mentioned a hell of a lot, I'll be taking the character of Dennis, the bus driver, <laughs> played by Meatloaf. Uh, he was a really Good lovable one. character as well. And, you know, even there's that, that uh, famous, famous scene of when he's teed up for his quote to say, but I won't do that. But uh, <laughs> it's just that he, you know, he says, you know, he really loves these girls and stuff. You're like, oh, I'm on board with this guy. He's, he's got a tour of them all around the world and, you know, he has a real passion for them. I really like that about Dennis. Uh, <laughs> so Dennis will go at four. Uh, and the other one that's been mentioned a hell of a lot, uh, I'm going to take, uh, hopefully my, uh, Pronunciation is on point. Correct the Kurlo Filmuk, which is the main alien. <laughs> uh, groupy alien. Um, <laughs> uh, just really stole that entire scene. Um, 
And again, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about others being passionate about the Spice Girls, and uh, my two picks reflect that. He actually did. <laughs> the only thing I'll note there uh, on Krikmuk, um is that he was sort of brought up in a bad light in, in the Me Too era uh, for asking for a kiss from Jerry Halliwell. Got dragged through the mud. His name was dragged through the mud, but he Jerry stuck up for him though and said it was uh, was all fine. But the other thing I'll note okay, about meat, meat, another one? Meatloaf, by the way, Meatloaf, um, for a guy who's like famous for being in terrible shape all the time, seems like he's looking looking pretty good in this film, physically. He does look good. Yeah. About as good he as, does as look good. And that, and that segues, is it my pick? It is. <laughs> it is your pick. Segues into my next pick. Um, for, for, for my next pick, I'm, I'm looking for uh, athleticism. Passion, a great voice, someone who's prepared to stand up for their mates no matter what, and someone with a bit of attitude. Also someone who knows their way around a duet with Brian Adams. Sporty Spice. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you mentioned a great voice because that was one thing that I noticed straight away. And they, I think the first song that they sing, and they all have like a bit that they sing by themselves. And so I was like, oh, didn't know Sporty was the best singer. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find Sporty and Scary do most of the singing, like the independent parts in their songs. Like the, and, then, and then obviously um, Ginger and... Um, Baby. Baby do a bit as well, and then Posh is pointing. <laughs> <laughs> Acting very well. Mm-mm. But they call out Sporty at some point for doing all the ha's. <laughs> I mean, because she does. Scouser. Oh, I can't believe you've let him drop. The second best character in this film, with easily the best name in this film, and quite possibly the best accent. Kevin McMaxford. Um, don't know whether it's an Australian accent or a Cockney English right. accent. Definitely supposed <laughs> to be Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> um, but no, I, I revel in Kevin McMaxford and um, just his him yelling at that other guy in his office. That um, part where he doesn't realise he's smiling? Something's in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, old Kevy. I really enjoyed his um, his part. I I also just enjoyed knowing his name because I didn't really know many of the other characters' names. I've picked up on his quite quickly. Um, Simon, last pick. Who are you going to pair with Ginger? Oh, I'm going to pair another Spice Girl with Ginger. So I'm a big fan after watching this movie. Um, so, just some alarming things about the movie. It has to be, have to be brought to light, I feel like. Um, so, the only black Spice Girl is also called Scary Spice. Um, <laughs> it has to be noted. And during a dream sequence where they're all... Uh, imagining they're all mothers, I think, and when they're all getting older. Oh, Scary's no, wearing, she's wearing like an 
African style outfit with like rag on her head. And uh, you just think this stuff wouldn't fly. The stuff wouldn't fly uh, in, uh, nowadays. So I think uh, for Mel B, aka Scary Spice, and they even made her have the last name Brown, for goodness sake. Or is that her real last name? No. Um, I just think that, yeah, that was bizarre. And for her to put up with that sort of stuff was, was very impressive. Uh, very good outfits, very good singer as well. And is very good in the Jenny Craig ads. So um, <laughs> why she gets my number eight. Just a quick touch on Pat. Did you say, was you have Sporty or was that you, Bob? It's Sporty. On Sporty, I just had a note down there that she is uh, Dennis the Worm Rodman of this film with the uh, tats nose ring combination. So I really like Sporty. I really like that pick from you, Bob. Well, that's my pick, Scary and Ginger. Strong lineup. Um, well, it's either Pat or Ed. the other two just pick Spice Girls for goodness sake. <laughs> Aren't you that in the Spice World movie? <laughs> well, I think everyone thought they were going to get uh, cricked a full knack with their second pick, but. <laughs> 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 Going back to that diversity comment, it made me think. I didn't see, like, much like Friends, I didn't see many other ethnicities apart from their um, their friend mm. um, in the whole movie, which was very nineties. That kid, the one that kid that won the competition to meet them as well. Mm. Yeah, troubling. But yeah, we won't hold it against them. But just just worth noting. Worth noting. Um, before we get into, we'll finish off with recasting Spice World. Is there any other bits and pieces anyone needs to clear up before we get into that? What's reckon special mentions outside of, uh, the draft? Uh, one of them has to be Damien, who's the paparazzi guy that like keeps like popping up in fruit salad and stuff like that. I <laughs> 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 get on the Spice Girls. Uh, he would. He he was pretty close. Of uh, I th- I thought um yeah the alien would have gone. He was my backup. Yeah, that that one where he pops out of the toilet's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I just, I thought I was going to say this up top, but I was just going to you know like looking back at it, you know, it's a bit of fun, but it's a pretty phenomenal achievement. Obviously the Spice Girls were a ginormous thing, you know, like you would probably have to say the biggest musical group or artist of the nineties, just with like sheer volume of people knowing who they were, knowing everyone's name, knowing their songs, even if they didn't like them. Like I think their debut album sold like 30 million copies or something ridiculous, real fast. And like a genuine phenomenon, and then to be able to release perhaps a B grade movie at cinemas and make bank, you know, like just they this, make this, bank, it, oh, yeah, box office 100 million, and um, yeah, and think about the VHS sales. Oh my goodness, I'd hate to think about <laughs> it's, it. It's perfect, it's perfect for the uh, you know, wish it was the 90s crew, like it's it was massive in the 90s. Yeah, no one cares, but 
yeah, it's going to have a little bit so of so much so that. And I was, I did some research. I was like, why? Because like, we, you know, I'd hate to reveal um, anything publicly about how we watch this, but I'll just mention that it was very, very hard to find this on streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on Netflix. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Although, it's, 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 if it got, if it, if it, if Netflix, you know how sometimes they buy stuff that's you know mm. old. Um, if they streamed it, it would go bonkers. It would be in the top, you know, mm. when you log in and there's like the top five downloads or top five streamed or whatever. It would definitely be up there. It'll mm. be in the top yeah. ten for it'll be in the top ten for a week, definitely. Um, just out of pure nostalgia. But that's a great point, Bob. It's it's funny just that, that the, what you've touched on there, Bob, is that sometimes you look back. So as a teacher. If I I could recommend stuff to kids at school and be proud that it came from the 90s, you know, know, then that's what we're all about in the 90s. And then there's other things like Spice World, where, you know, know, really? They were the biggest band in the whole 90s and that that grossed over 100 million at the box office? Were you guys all insane? So it's a really uh, eclectic decade, shall we say. Having said that, there are children that I would teach now that still would probably know stop right now. I reckon. Yeah. But the biggest the biggest song is is wannabe, right? That's their biggest hit. I reckon. Yeah. Stop right now is up there, surely. It's up wannabe's there. got Yeah. It's up there, but wannabe's the biggest, I think. My favourite. Not my favourite uh Spice Girls song. Um one thing I was doing, I was doing, well, my yeah, favorite. what is it then? Um, oh, fuck, I can't remember it. I'll, 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 it'll come back to me. It's a slow song. I've got mine. I've got mine, mate. Oh, you go. Diva Forever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very good. Pat? Um, Google some Spy Schools songs <laughs> and I'll come back to you. <laughs> Really love uh, the film. Come back to me. I really like Wanna Be. Like, you hear those drums going at the start. I'm just like, here we go. Um, mine is too much. Oh yeah, very good. Good track. Good track. Um, lots of slow hand pointing from Victoria. <laughs> Not a lot of singing. <laughs> good change up. Good change up from Posh. Um, no, my uh, when I was doing a little bit of research, I found out that you can Airbnb stay in the bus. Oh, ooh! So, Sean, have you had your honeymoon? No. Well, go to the Isle of Isle of Wight, pay two hundred and twenty-five pounds a night, and you can stay in that. Harry Potter bus. It's not even that bargain. much. That's a bargain. Do you stay in the bus or the room that they use for the interior of the bus? <laughs> That's a good question. Very good question. I reckon it would be like the bus, like an actual bus that, you know, that when you see it from the outside, it's got the, the flag on it and it's just revamped the inside. It doesn't look anything like it does in the movies. Mm. Or it's the bus and it's right next to an actual building and there's a door in the bus 
to the set. I reckon that's highly unlikely. Mm. <laughs> I'd, be real, I'd be real keen to sleep in that room they were in all the time on the, on the quote-unquote bus. That was a spacious room. I didn't actually look it up. I, uh, you probably could see what it looks like inside. Um, no, I'd rather I'd rather just speculate. Uh, throw it over to you to uh, do some recasting. All right, I'll take a. I'll take. I think I've got. I think I've got four. I can do pretty quickly. I'm going to go for the minor characters. You can't recast the Spice Girls unless you. Just you might have to recast Victoria. Um. We'll go with Clifford because I'm a big fan of the, the recent Disney show Loki, and uh, which featured Richard E. Grant playing a version of Loki. So I'll have Tom Hiddleston playing Clifford. Lovely, uh, creepy paparazzi man Damien, uh, Paul Shear, S C H E R. Look him up; he'd go well. Uh, then my heavy hitters are for Dennis the bus driver. Uh, they've been bringing back dead people for the last five years in movies, so I'm going to CGI Chris Farley playing the same bus driver oh, from Billy Madison nice, in there. Nice, nice. Uh, and uh, I can't remember that. What's the uh, what's the, the newspaper head? Who's uh, in that case that owns news, newspaper? Kevin, Kevin or something. Um, Kevin yeah, something like that. Uh, I'll have Tom Cruise playing his role as Liz Grossman in Tropic Thunder. I've, I've just looked up your mate Paul Shear, and he looks like he would be phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, I do recognise him. Um, is there anyone else that has to be recast? I've got. I, I can't do a better job than Pat's done an outstanding job there. Hmm. We say Pierce Brosnan is the chief. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, that's a great shout. You know, just running with the ex, uh, ex-Bond. Yep, that's okay. good. Very good. I don't watch movies, if- so I don't know. <laughs> uh, what about uh, the role played by Alan Cumming, the down-on-his-luck uh, documentary director? Hmm. Maybe like a slightly younger Danny DeVito. I don't know, someone, someone real oily. <laughs> I would younger. go, I'm just looking at, uh, oh, uh, Joe, Joe, is it Joe Lotruglio, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine Love and uh, Superbad and the yeah. give me everything you got guy from I Love You, man. He'd be perfect. Yeah, nailed it. For sure. Should have been a casting character. Should have been that. Those are those are good gets. All of them. Maybe you could play the guy who's um, doing the the screenwriting. <laughs> that role could be for you. Yeah, pitching heaps of real shit movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else before we uh, sign off? I know Sean's got something uh, sorted for the sign off. I've got something sign off. Oh, uh, it's a sign off. Fantastic. Go ahead. Let's have a little girl power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>